Williams, Tina, Dr. Tina Pettigrew from IDMR Lansing. And today on this podcast, I have Dr. Debbie Hall from Chattanooga, Tennessee. Chickamauga. Yes. How are you today? I'm great. How about you? I'm doing excellent. <laughs> it's so glad to have you on this call right now um, to try this out for this podcast. Um, is there anything you want to say? Oh, I just want to say that I'm glad to be here too. And always looking forward to something new and improved. Give it a try. Excellent. Excellent. So we, on our first episode, we recorded the names or the name, the true name of Yahshua, the Messiah, Yahweh, Elohim, and Yahshua, and the importance of that. And tonight we're going to look at a at another pamphlet or today or what, however, what time it is that you're listening. Um, we, Debbie had suggested that uh, we go over the panoramic vision pamphlet. Is that so? Yes, that's a great place to start. Yes, and you mm-hmm. said that's your... It is my favorite. That's one of my it's, favorites. It's absolutely my favorite, too. Yes. And so if you follow along, uh, if you want to follow along with us, go to idmrlansing.blog and look under books, transcripts, and other material. And then what is it, Debbie? Is it pamphlets, IDMR? And I think it's about the third row down and two over. You will see the panoramic vision. Yes, a PDF file. PDF file. Mm -hmm. So this is really good, this technology, the way it is today, that Mm -hmm. we could actually do this and uh, uh, record these things so that when we're on the road, we can look back and, and listen to them, right? That's right. It's television. Because, uh, you know, as we get older and our eyes go bad, we might be able to um, look back at this and, and, and read along with it with our own voices so that we could see it again, right? <laughs> well, you know, it's like even if you're driving, you know, you can't read. So it's a great way to pass the time. Maybe yes. use it as a sleeping sleeping uh, time um, meditation piece. I, I think I'll try it that way first. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So this um, pamphlet is titled Panoramic Vision. And we're going to start off and maybe, you know, if you want to switch back and forth or I'll read it, it's how you want to do it. But it starts off saying, do you know Yahweh, Elohim, and Yahshua, who whom he hath sent an introduction to the Elohim, the archetype original pattern using the correct Hebrew name of the heavenly father. This was composed and compiled by our founder, Dr. Henry Clifford Kinley of the IDMR or Institute of Divine Metaphysical Research. Okay. Um, we always start off with our aims because this is what we aim to do and how we're reading the material. And our first aim is to help you find and know Yahweh, our Elohim, as he really is and actually exists. Our second aim or objective is to form a nucleus of universal brotherhood of humanity in Yahshua the Messiah without distinction of race, nationality, creed, sex, caste, or color. Third is to investigate the unexplained spirit law or so-called law of nature and the powers latent in man. Four is to encourage and promote the study of the scriptures, comparative religion, psychology, philosophy, and modern practical and occult science. Fifth is to extirpate current superstition, skepticism, and ignorance. Six is to learn know and understand the operation of Yahweh's eternal purpose through the dispensations and ages. Seven is to discern and avoid being deceived by Lucifer, the serpent, the devil, the dragon or Satan and his demons 
operating the mystery of iniquity on earth through the dispensations of time. Eight is to earnestly contend for the common salvation and faith which was once delivered unto the sons or children of Yahweh. Ninth is to make known that Yahweh from the beginning ordained there is no other name given among men whereby we must be saved saving the name or we can be saved saving the name of Yahshua the Messiah. And tenth is to inherit eternal life now in the kingdom of Yahshua the Messiah with the hope of immortal glorification in the new earth state. Our watchword, peace, and our slogan is speak the truth. Debbie? Yes. Would you like to take the first paragraph or the first page? It's up to you how you want to do this. No, you're doing great. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So in this pamphlet, we are using the correct Hebrew name and title of the Heavenly Father, Yahweh. And again, if you're following along, it's best to kind of look on these things. Um, if you can, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll just read it if you can't. Okay. So below we are listing, there's a listing of the incorrect titles and names used by Christendom in various religion and also the correct name and title of the heavenly father. The incorrect titles and name used by Christendom are God, the father and the first person. Jesus Christ, the Son, second person, and the Holy Ghost, questionable, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the third person. And the correct name and title of the Heavenly Father is Yahweh. He is the Father. Elohim is the Word or Son, and Yahshua is the Holy Spirit or Holy Ghost. Okay? The true name of our Heavenly Father, Yahweh, is derived from the Tetragrammaton, Y-H-W-H, with an A and an E added to transliterate it, pronounceable in the English language. There never was a J in the Hebrew language, neither was there a J in any other language, until the Middle Ages. Therefore, such names as Jehovah, which is spelled with a J, J. and Jesus, spelled with a J, J are impossible renderings of the true name of the Father and Son. Jehovah is a misapplication of the name of of the Heavenly Father, dating back to 1270 A.D. by adding the vowels taken from the name Adonai, which we spoke about in the first episode, and it means Lord or Baal, Mm -hmm. to the consonants J-H-V-H. Now, we are using two versions of the Holy Bible. One is the King James Version, and that is normally um, abbreviated. abbreviated. Thank you. Mm-hmm. By right. K, yes, KJV. Mm-hmm. And the Holy Name Bible is abbreviated by HNB. So if you're reading the um, Elohim book or any other readings and you see those, abbreviations then you'll know what that is the holy name bible is revised by the late ab trainer which was written by the scripture research association in brandywine maryland and it has been reprinted by yashua promotions if you're looking to get a holy name bible you can go to um yashua promotions i think it's dot org or dot com mm-hmm. and order a holy name bible there right. okay Um, An introduction to the vision and revelation and subsequent teaching of Dr. Henry Clifford Kinley embraced in the philosophy known as Elohim, God, the archetype, original pattern of the universe. From the earliest days of my youth, I had wondered how it was possible for Elohim to have made the heavens and the earth in six days. I wondered how it could be that no man had seen Yahweh, yet Moses wrote of the creation as an eyewitness. I determined to search in the very core of the universe itself, the unity of the spirit or Godhead, until the answer was revealed. I too would know the mystery of mysteries. 
I turned to the solitude of the deserts, the wildernesses with their singing streams. I turned to the solitude of the ocean's vastness in a in vain search. Bewildered, I turned to meditation upon that part of myself which was created in the image and likeness of Yahweh Elohim, but whom I wished to learn. I found then the true meaning of be still and know that I am Yahweh. Mm -hmm. My first lesson in universal knowledge. While in my meditation, I felt myself drifting away into a sleep, which was not sleep. I lost consciousness of my room, my bed, even my body, yet I was not unconscious. The sensation of having my mind turned backward and inward persisted until I was no longer in possession of any earthly knowledge. I knew that I existed and that was all. I did not exist in relation to anything I could recognize. All I could do, I'm sorry, all I could recognize was, quote unquote, Mm. Me. Mm-hmm. Capital. Capital M-E. me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This was that part of me which was rec- created in the image and the likeness of Elohim. It was to that me that the creator spoke. He could do nothing with the egotistical, misdirected personality which had evolved from the many misconstrued concepts as a creature of earthly flesh. The dizzy backward journey from the realm of time as I knew it into the, into the eternity of pre-creation was exhausting. Yet there was no fear. There was no me to be afraid. I had become absorbed into the universe. I was spoken to while I was in this state. I say spoken to, yet there was no impact of sound waves upon my ears and there were no words used. The speech did not come from somewhere else. It seemed to originate from within me. And so it did for I was now one with the universe. It was willed that I should know a certain fact, and instantly I knew it. Yahweh Elohim willed it, and as he willed it, the entire universe with me as a part of it reacted. I knew I was being transported somewhere yet there was no sensation of motion for the moment i was univer- for the moment i was universal mm-hmm. and motion is physical yes it uh, yes it occupies time and takes space in takes place in space mm-hmm. it occupies time and it takes place in space both of which are of this earth it was being willed that I should be at a point in the past where the revelation was to be made to me and I was responding to that divine will I was there I was there at the time in history just before Moses entered the cloud which surrounded the top of Mount Sinai and you see the chart in the middle of this brochure or the Moses chart, okay? I was not in the cloud, nor on the mountain. Neither was I suspended in space above them. I was part of the universe, of which these were but the invisible counterparts. I watched the children of Israel approach the foot of the mountain. I felt rather than saw Moses and the 70 elders enter the mountain. 
for it was as if they were treading up on a part of me. The beating of their feet disturbed my vibration, and I knew I was being visited by mortals of a lower realm. Then the heavy tread of the multitude ceased, and a lesser one, Moses, continued to approach. I could sense the nearness of a soul which was soon to become pure intelligence with me, moving onward towards its perfection. I knew the 70 old men had stopped while Moses, Aaron, Nadab, and Abihu continued. Finally, only the one most advanced soul entered into the cloud, which was the connecting link between spirit and matter. Too dense to be spirit and too ethereal to be pure matter. The cloud became the meeting place between the soul of a mortal man and the eternal soul. Still, my sense of vibration balance was disturbed. I was spirit and man was invading my domain. But soon he was to become one with me in the spirit. And together we could approach Yahweh Elohim. I could feel the man Moses being commanded to lie down upon the ground, place his earthly body upon the earth of which it was a part and where I had left mine. Once more, I could feel the pulling into space, through space into time, through time into eternity, as the part of Moses which was made in the image and likeness of Elohim separated its physical counterpart. Once more, my balance was restored, for spirit communed with spirit. It was as though I was reliving my life in the age of Moses. I could see the prayers I had prayed being unfold, unfolded and flashed on the screen of cosmic consciousness at the, at the same time as were Moses' pleas for the Israelites. These blended into a symphony of universal desire which was to be fulfilled before the return to the shackles of mortal limitation. Yet our return would hold forth a promise given only to those whose spiritual eyes had been opened. He and I became one in the universe and awaited the pleasure of the Elohim of creation. As one senses the approach of a source of tremendous power, so all around us became as one gigantic electric charge. It was flowing through us and emanating from us, for we were one with it. It was universal and we were part of the universe. We and our surroundings had been radiant with light, but now we began to dim. There was no need to see. We could sense with greater clarity as the source of power came nearer. Greater and greater it became until we were vibrating with such frequency as to approach insensibility. After all, we were not Yahweh Elohim. It was a provision of his superior wisdom that no man was permitted to see his face. Our surroundings changed from dimness to darkness and then to the blackness of interstellar space where darkness becomes an impenetrable solid. When? How? There is no when and there is no how in eternity. As it was willed, so it is. As if to further reduce himself to our limitations, Yahweh Elohim did not present himself as a great source of power. We felt him to be. 
Ours were not spirit minds. They were but human minds freed from spirit from the from physical bodies for the moment and functioning on a spiritual plane. The human mind cannot accept that which it cannot conceive. It conceives only in comparison with something else it can and has conceived in the past. We had seen men, we were men with limited capacities, and we knew something of these limitations. Thus, Yahweh Elohim presented himself to us as a man, but with unlimited capacities. See the chart, letter A, Mm -hmm. in this pamphlet. Great heavenly or anthropomorphic being that he is, he was recognizable as a man, an incorporeal spirit man, Elohim. The wisdom that he imparted now came as if in words uttered by the figure which had appeared out of the blackness or before the creation of the sun and now stood in all his glory before us. And our finite minds comprehended his words of wisdom. We were in the realm of, and Elohim said, let there be, and there was. It is of this vision and revelation, and the wisdom thus imparted to the writer during this experience, when the astral man was, out of the body that we wish to pass on other seekers after truth. By the intangible divine pattern of the tabernacle, see letter B on the chart that's in this pamphlet, mm-hmm. which was first shown to Moses in 1490 BBY or before the birth of Yahshua and revealed in this age of the writer, Yahweh Elohim foreknew planned in advance each detail of the universe, even to the finite meanderings of the mind of man in search of happiness. By this intangible pattern was the first physical tabernacle built in the wilderness, which symbolically prophesied every major event in the history of the world. From this same pattern, the writer has evolved a philosophical measuring rod which can be applied to events to occur with the same unerring accuracy as did the prophets predict the events of human history to the birth of Yahshua the Messiah. It was by this pattern that Daniel interpreted the king's dream and foretold the fall of an empire so vast as to seem impregnable. It was the loss of this pattern which caused King Saul to consult the woman of Endor and communicate with Samuel to learn of his downfall. It is, it is the loss of this pattern today which has brought the world upon the brink of catechism second only to the days of Noah. In the 43 years since this vision and revelation the writer has developed a philosophy which enriches the spiritual faith of any seeker and strips the traditions and hypocrisy from all dogma. It returns to a religion, a religious concept which can be verified scientifically as well as scripturally. It is hope for the unbeliever a true light for those who have started on their way to eternal life. In presenting this series of reflections on recent metaphysical discoveries, it is taken for granted that the reader is sincere in his search for Yahweh Elohim, that he, like countless other millions, really want to know Yahweh as he really is and actually exists. This is the author's justification for presenting this work, contributing to the reader's spiritual satisfaction 
in the never-ending search for truth. It is not the author's aim to deny the faith of any. Neither is it his desire to circumscribe truth as it has been revealed to him by the dogma of any denomination. Truth is universal. All that is required of the student is sincerity and a willingness, a willing, a willingness mm-hmm. to accept facts, regardless of whether or not they fit into some preconceived idea carried over from a doctrinal belief. Mm-hmm. On first reading, many statements contained herein will appear contrary to theolo- uh, the- theology. Mm-hmm. Did I say it right? Theology. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so they may be. But truly theology is ology or the study of Yahweh Elohim. The theories of man notwithstanding. Facts shall be given to the student as they were spiritually presented to the writer. Conclusions in all cases are left to the discretion of the reader. Him that hath an ear, let him hear. First, among the requirements for securing spiritual blessings, a spiritual blessing from these pages is peace of mind. As when the master desired to pray, he chose a place of solitude, apart from the pleasure of daily living usually in the vast stillness of a mountainside. There, therein, the majestic grandeur of the nature, which he had helped his father to create in the realm of invisible and materialized son of Yahweh, the materialized son of Yahweh, Elohim, stripped himself of all earthly restrictions and stood spiritually naked before the throne. Thus, out of the self of daily necessity, his mind became the instrument through which flowed the will of his father. Thus, it is with the mind of man today. Alone with his communion, it is the will of the father to reveal to his children the mysteries of his universe. Be still and know that I am Yahweh. Once man has withdrawn from his physical surroundings, the next thing is the clearing of the mind. Mm -hmm. For it is in a still, small voice that Elohim speaks. Having done this, the meditation assumes a deeper significance than mere study. It becomes a spiritual oneness with the Father. The revelation, the divine pattern of the universe, embraces the existence of Yahweh Elohim, his his divine law and eternal purpose. This theme is carried through the dispensations and ages as they are known to the religious students. Comparatively speaking, it it is new, Yet, in reality, it is old. It is divine, psychological, scriptural, and scientific. It is an interpretation of the Bible, revolutionary in its impact upon modern thinking. There is one concise pattern or plan followed by the creator, Elohim, from the inception of the universe and has been revealed to the author, by divine source first conceived in the realm of invisible the objects of the pattern were then materialized in the visible realm counterparts counterparts of the original creation Yahweh Elohim is invisible it stands to reason that the products of his activity should likewise be invisible But having made man to people a visible physical planet, 
it became necessary for the Father to crystallize, make visible for man the objects of his creation. Man is too limited to enter into the invisible realm with Elohim and behold the creation in its purity. This is a future state which man shall have to attain if he ever achieves his theologically inspired ambition of being with Elohim and his angels. From the magnificence of the solar systems and the majestic and the majesty of his mighty seas to the molecular structure of a grain of sand. The changelessness of eternal spirit law points to the fixed pattern by which the universe was created. Man, being made in the image and likeness of Elohim, follows the same plan in his progress as does the star in the vault of heaven. So, to man was this plan revealed, now that he is a creature permitted to reason. Yahweh Elohim first showed to Moses, then the Apostle John, and last time to the author, Dr. Henry Clifford Kenley. Though the angels of the, of the invisible realm and the patriarchs and prophets of the physical sp- world spoken wrote under the influence of the holy spirit truth in the truth in its simplicity was not revealed to them it was prerogative of yahweh elohim alone to reveal the deepest of his secrets to whom he willed is there a way to grab first peter 1 and 10 through 12 um do you have that um, nope don't have that one right now. Let's see. Are you getting it? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm sorry. I bet. <laughs> um, uh, maybe I, I can keep going. Okay. There's a few scriptures that, you know, you should stop and, right. and get. Um, so the sentence before the scripture was, it was prerogative of Yahweh Elohim alone to reveal the deepest of his secrets to whomsoever he willed. First Peter one, two and 10 through 12. Um, is there a pause? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, I guess I can, you know, this is, you know, a podcast. We were reading the panoramic vision by Dr. Kenley um, on this podcast. And we were going to, are you getting that scripture or should I? I, I have to get off to get it. No, mm-hmm. you don't have to get off. What I'll do is I'll just, I'll just, I'm going to, uh, D- just I'm just going to go ahead and um grab it here. I said first Peter um one ten through twelve. Ten. First Peter. Sorry for the pause here. One and one one and one. First Peter one, one and one ten through twelve. First Peter one ten through twelve. Okay, I'm going to read the King James Version. So it's mm-hmm. 10 through 12. It says, Of which salvation the prophets have inquired and searched diligently, who prophesied of the grace that should come unto you, searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of the Messiah, which was in them, did signify when it testified beforehand of the suffering of the Messiah and the glory that should follow. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's, it's, it is significant that both John and Paul refer to Yahshua the Messiah as Yahweh Elohim manifest in the flesh, which we could read in um, 
John 1 and 1 through 14. John 1 and 1 through 14. I'm going to go ahead and grab, I know that kind of by heart a little bit to Mm -hmm. a certain extent. So it is John 1 and 1, which is in the beginning was the word and the word was with Yahweh and the word was Yahweh. The same was in the beginning with Yahweh. All things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent of Elohim, whose name was John. The same came to, the same came for a witness to bear witness of the light, that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but he was sent to bear witness of that light. Talking about mm-hmm. John. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of Yahweh, even to them that believed on his name which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of Yahweh. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And then I think there was another scripture that was First Timothy 16. 16. First Timothy. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that is what, beyond controversy, great is the mystery great. of holiness. Let me see, First Timothy, I believe that's what that says, Timothy, the third chapter and the 16th mm-hmm. verse. 3 and 16 says, and without controversy, great is the mystery of holiness. Yahweh was manifest in the flesh and justified in, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up into glory. Okay. So we're continuing on page, the top of page um, seven. I'll read the, the uh, sentence again from the beginning. It is significant that both John and Paul refer to Yahshua the Messiah as Yahweh Elohim manifests in the flesh. Thus, he, Yahshua the Messiah, while in the invisible, was the source from which these mysteries and secrets originated, both the visible and invisible. It is for this reason that while he was in the flesh, he knew all things and was able to perform all miracles. He raised the dead, healed the sick, gave sight to the blind, and read the unexpressed thoughts of man. He caused the fig tree to wither and die, with a word stilled the ocean-born tempest. These things were possible in the visible counterpart of the universe because they were first established in the invisible. Yahshua was able to perform these seemingly miracles in the visible universe because he was part of their inception when he was with them in the invisible before the creation was even the solar system of which this earth is a part thereof. Man knows them to be of divine origin because they are demonstrated by divine by the divine pattern of the universe which was shown first to Moses and then to the author. That pattern as it is, as it has been revealed, I'll read this. That pattern as it has been revealed is the materialization in the tangible of the original divine law in the intangible. Yahshua in the, in the unity of the spirit, was co-author of this law. Yahshua, 
in the flesh demonstrated the working processes of the law of the spirit embodied in the pattern he and his father purposed in the realm of eternity or before time. Having seen all these things, a responsibility rested upon the writer, Dr. Henry Clifford Kinley. The voice came to him and spoke, man, the sound was like thunder, man. Yes, Yahshua, no words were spoken, but the writer sensed being called and in response assumed an attitude of humility. Answer me, man, what will you do with what I have shown you? I, Dr. Kinley, knew not how to answer. Answer me, man, he said, I don't know, mm-hmm. I know not. Yahshua, I cried, then I will show you, the voice thundered. But first, I will show you the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them is. I will show you, as I showed Moses, how I made them by the pattern like me, but less than me. Then I will show you how I made man greater than these, less than me, but closest to me of my creatures of this plane. Then I was shown the creation, angelic and physical. And in this pamphlet, see the letters and figures in A, B, and C. One and one through six on the, on the chart. So he was shown the creation, the angelic and physical. From the blackness of when no light had been created until the earth was formed, vegetated, and populated, or it says peopled. (laughs) Peopled. (laughs) Okay. They put people in Earth. The, The solar systems had been created. Space had been brought into existence. And the planets hung in their respective orbits in outer space. I followed the process of the creation with my finite mind until I saw the manifestation of the spirit law by which the universe would operate from elf to ta or beginning to end. I saw the master plan as it originated in the mind of Yahweh Elohim and spanned the yet unrecorded history of the universe. Then I watched as my first electron was crystallized into visible being according to the plan, identical with the pattern of the universe. Then I watched as man, the final creature came into existence, electron by electron, cell by cell, atom by atom. Then I knew all things were made according to the pattern I had been shown. I realized that if I knew where an object or an event was placed in the scale of the divine evolution, I would know how nearly perfect it was, and thus what were the next steps towards perfection it would have, have to take. Thus I became an instrument whereby the great universal intelligence would advise its own of the universal status quo at any time they chose to apply the measuring rod of the divine pattern of the universe. Once more the voice thundered at my consciousness, Answer me, man! What will you do with what I have shown you? This time I answered. I cried. Teach your people your will, Yahshua. This I am endeavoring to do in this book. Entitled Elohim, the Archetype, Original Pattern of the Universe. In this book, it is the writer's hope to reveal the purpose of Yahweh Elohim. In confirmation of the prophetic and apostolic visions and revelations in this age, what was shown him in eternity or his spiritual day on Elohim's Mount Sinai. Masters and teachers are impelled to move and speak as the epics of the 
Earth's history changes. Now is the accept- acceptable time to call to the- now is the acceptable time to call to the attention of man the unchangeable will of Yahweh as expressed in the scriptures, void of man-made traditions and ritualistic ceremonialism. After all, we should seek to know Yahweh Elohim and Yahshua, the Messiah, for ourselves, as he really is and actually exists. And the next page shows the um, Moses mm-hmm. chart. Okay, and and that's, that's the end. Great, great pamphlet. That is, and I think that, you know, that really should be read before anyone begins to read the Elohim book. Oh, for sure. Um, It's a part of, um, Mm -hmm. as it says in the Elohim book, uh, the psychological preparation. Because um, Mm -hmm. that's the part of you that would never see this, you know, unless you had insight on what Dr. Kinley saw in his divine vision of revelation is, as he said before, it's not speaking to that physical being that, that is wandering and wishing. He's speaking to that inner man that's waiting to hear from Yahweh Elohim. So I've always felt like this pamphlet, pamphlets, um, it, it just stands out is the beginning of of understanding. I mean, it's it's just it goes without saying that um, Dr. Kinley has given us an insight on his questions, his thoughts, and you find that they're a lot like your own until Yahweh goes in and says, you know, this is how it was. Until he shows you that you know what what you um, could not possibly see without a divine vision and revelation. It, it just makes more sense. It yeah. absolutely does. I, I agree yeah. with you whole, wholeheartedly. And it's and there's some things in there that were said that I need to oh, revisit because yeah. um, sometimes, you know, we we want somebody to know so bad that you know we. I speak for myself, you know, like um, villainize different religions and this, that, and the other. And he said in there clearly that, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, that's not what we're about to to just say one person or one group or something is this. We're we're looking at the soul of the soul of the, of the thing and trying to resurrect you out of that darkness. Yes. He's, um, he's making it clear too, that it's a very individual uh, moment that you have to have a personal interaction you have to have with that inner man because everything we think and feel is based on as it said dogmas and religious beliefs and traditions but he's yes. showing you that these things um, these religious beliefs and, and uh, ideas didn't even exist when the creation was made and I love how he says he mm. took him back to that point, you know, where the electron and everything came into making. It, it has nothing to do with what you think. It's just revealing, you know, the truth. And that's something that we have to be made Absolutely. to see a lot of times. It, it's, mm. it's just a, a great pamphlet. It really mm. is. Well, I I really enjoyed um, reading that, and I hope that uh, you can join us again um, on the reading of these pamphlets. Um, Again, uh, Dr. Debbie Hall from, say where you're from. I always say it wrong. uh, Chattanooga, Chickamauga. Yes. And you um, attend a class in Meridian, correct? No, me? No, I've never. No, Mm -hmm. uh uh-uh. No, I'm from Chattanooga okay. Chickamauga class. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's with the dean there. Dr. Is, Nat- Nat- is Natalie Nat- Cawthorn. Dr. Natalie uh-huh. Cawthorn, uh-huh. And so, you know, some of our members have gotten a chance to come down through there and visit, and I look forward to doing that, but it seems like it's 
some hours off the path when you're at <laughs> and you almost go through here but it's not far if, if yeah. you're if you're intending to get here it's not that far <laughs> right well i'm gonna have to be more intentional yeah. and make it down there to see you well, guys so we'll, love, my point. we'll be glad to have you <laughs> yeah and i'm dr tina Pettigrew from the idmr lansing branch and you have been listening to Truth Talk. And um, we hope to continue to share these pamphlets with you. Again, you can find them on blog, um, books, transcripts, and other reading material. I believe it's under. And just go under pamphlets. And there's a whole lot of pamphlets there. Again, Dr. Kinley had a divine vision and revelation directly from Yahweh Elohim sounds like it's totally unheard but he said make me prove it until you're satisfied you see and so we have other uh, the Elohim book with the four volumes which we are going over that on Friday evenings uh, and on YouTube at um, IDMR Lansing you can find us and uh, we're on page 27 now and I'm telling you (laughs) There's so much mm-hmm. there that I just feel like we're going way too fast. And I think the videos give you a chance to slow it down. Um, Debbie, I actually slow down because in YouTube, you can change the setting to a slower okay. talk. Yeah. And and I do mm-hmm. that sometimes just to slow yes. it down. Um, and really, you have to go in and um, research all the scriptures that he's putting in there because you will find that this is no Mickey Mouse thing that's going on. No offense no. to Mickey Mouse, but I'm saying it's, you know, I'm just saying that this is, this is, we're dealing with a true Elohim yes. here. Um, this is not haphazard and you really can know something, not in the ways that you've been taught in the world. You really can know know him as he really is and actually exists. And I remember when I was younger, first reading the Elohim book, you know, our first thing we want to do is just skim through and, you know, go to the parts right. that we want to read. But I think it really is important to start at the beginning. And like you mentioned, going through the basic um, psychological preparation uh-huh. mm-hmm. preparation those 14 right. steps you know it's important to be alone and by yourself get away from everything like he mm-hmm. says in the book and that he is somebody who really he really feel he assumes he's assuming that you are sincere in wanting to know and find him and when you come in that way with a sincerity he has a responsibility, like he said, to show yes. you, you know, and and you won't be lost. So, again, I'm Dr. Tina Pettigrew from Lansing Branch. Uh, thank you, uh, Dr. Debbie Hall, for sure. joining thank us. Thank you for having and, me. And um, I hope that you can join us again. Sure. And th- this concludes this podcast. Thank you so much. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.